thank you for tuning in today to this extra extra special episode of the podcast today i have one of my best friends on the podcast or you might know her as one of your favorite edm artists so gabrielle slash zingara <laughs> say hi <laughs> hello so hi podcast I- I met Gabrielle over a year ago. We first connected like through the internet and then on a road trip down to Florida, I stopped by our house. He started to get close and then she came to, it was Bonnaroo. Her kind of all friends kind of started at Bonnaroo just like my home group did. And then, you know, Bonnaroo got canceled last year. So we decided to go to Chicago. That is where, you know, the linking continued to happen. I am lucky enough to also watch her project grow, which is really fucking just, I feel very blessed and special to watch it firsthand. But let's start at the beginning of your project. So did you always know you wanted to be a musician or a DJ? I didn't know I wanted to be a DJ, but ever since I was little, I I was a dancer and I used to want to, when I grew up, I wanted to be like a background dancer for like Beyonce or like Justin Bieber. <laughs> so I like always wanted to be a performer. Like I've always just loved telling stories through like performance. I didn't even know like what DJing like really was. I used to make my dances and like my mixes through like GarageBand, but and I used to like dance to like Skrillex, but I didn't know that there was a whole world of EDM until college. My major in college was videography and I used to do YouTube videos. I stopped doing YouTube in high school, but then I went to Towson for videography and I started filming DJs. I wasn't dancing anymore. And then one day this owner of this bar that I used to go to all the time was like, wow, you try to DJ and I was like okay and so after I was filming DJs I tried it and I loved it and then I switched everything over started taking music classes got Ableton and have been obsessed ever since Oh, so you started taking the classes in college. What year was it? I started DJing in 2017, and that was like at the end of my freshman year. So the first time Mm. I ever DJed was Valentine's Day. Ooh. After that, I got like a DJ board, and I would do my thing at the bars. I started to switch my classes over. I think it was my sophomore year, and then fully after I finished all of my like video elective stuff that I had to do, by the time I was a senior, like all of my classes were basically about music, audio production, stuff like that. Oh, cool. So when did you started just doing it at bars? Yeah, I started DJing at the local bars at Towson. And honestly, that was awful. (laughs) Really? I would get in trouble for playing electronic music. Also, I was the only girl for some time. So I was just not treated correctly. I knew that I wanted to play electronic music and make it. I just like wasn't allowed to there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, damn, I have to leave this place and Mm -hmm. leave Towson and like do my own thing. But then when the pandemic hit is when I like sat there and I was graduating college and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, if I want to do music, I got to change something. And then that's when I like went on to TikTok and that's how I met you. Started posting my music and stuff on there and like my story on there. And now here I am. So one of the, it was the first, was it the first song you posted, Chemical Dreams? No, that was the first. Well, I had other songs mm-hmm. out. The first song I put out was in 2019, Chemical Dreams. That was the first one that did well on TikTok. And so before that, on TikTok, I was talking more about like spirituality and like Mm -hmm. my ghost stories. And then Mm -hmm. I posted chemical dreams just like for the fuck of it. I actually made that in my class, my last class I had 
at Towson and I was about to take it off Spotify because I was like embarrassed that I was self-releasing it. And the day before I was like, should I take it off? No, no, no. I'm just going to post it. And then it did well. And then one of the things, you know, we connected first about a music festival because I was working with this music festival. But the thing that we probably mostly connect with is spirituality. And I remember when I first met you, you know, when we started talking, I was like, wait a minute, this witch is legit. This witch, (laughs) like I just got chills. But how did that kind of like, how did your journey begin with, you know, like spirits or spirituality? With spirit? Uh, When I was a kid, I was seeing ghosts a lot. And my aunt always said they don't like being called ghosts. I was seeing spirit a lot. I remember like one of the the first times I like said it out loud because it it would happen in my dreams a lot. And then I'd see them in person. But there was like a car accident and I was in the car with my mom and I saw like a lady on the side of the road crying. And I was like, we got to help that lady. Like no one's helping her. My mom was like, what lady? And that's when I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So I knew that I was like seeing spirit. It was really scary. And then my aunt, short backstory, I didn't meet my aunt until I was in seventh grade for reasons and she is someone that like taught me basically like a lot of what I know now about spirit witchcraft astrology moon shit all of that stuff and so when I met her I remember the moment I like first saw her standing in my yard and I was like oh my god who is this lady and I found out like that was my aunt <laughs> and she came inside and she looked at me and she's like I know you see them too <laughs> she was like I'm gonna teach you everything I know and she's like and by the way that man that's been annoying you and your basement he's gone now I got rid of him and I was like how did you know And then she taught me like Reiki and literally everything, astral projection. So when did you start kind of like um, learning from her in a more formal sense almost? So she was in town because um, her sister, my aunt passed away. And so she started honestly like, training me and my siblings like right there at the funeral, like that type of stuff. And then she would come every summer. So like every August, September, she would come. And so every time she was in town, she lives in Arizona now, but every time she was in town, she would bring all of her shit she would give us little classes and then she also would she would do like group reading circles with my mom's friends and so she'd take me there with her and she'd let me be me and my uncle phil who's Mm -hmm. on my mom's side so my aunt sandy her name's sandra she's on my dad's side my uncle on my mom's side is also into the spirituality stuff one time where she had a group circle and we all the three of us would go through and like give everybody messages and that was as i was growing up and then when i got to college i like definitely fell way out of it and was like like ironic because that's when I felt like the most lost my freshman year of college I was super depressed in 2018 I went on a road trip and long story short I ended up um, having to stay with her in Arizona because I was sick and that's when that whole week that I was not supposed to be with her but with her she was Mm -hmm. like all right we're gonna do more classes and she taught me tarot cards and other reading stuff and important information and so yeah ever since then is when I basically like jumped back into it and then Mm -hmm. the pandemic hit and I graduated I always say people think you have one spiritual awakening. I've had 5 million. <laughs> I'm always in and out of it and re I'll say like in quotes, waking up and like mm-hmm. in and out that bitch. One thing I know you talk about and it shows is manifestation, you know, setting your goals and then really going for it. And I think the basis of it is believing that you can. So being someone that has accomplished so many goals of yours already, what have you found in your own journey that has really sped up your manifestation process? What has worked for you? <laughs> so Again, I was taught what manifesting was when I was little, but I didn't really understand it. And I feel like I'm still learning what that means every day. But in 2020, I was learning.
learning more about the laws of the universe and like the flow of things. And what I feel like a lot of people think manifesting is, is getting a pen and paper and like writing something down and like just waiting mm-hmm. for it to happen. And that's why if people go wrong, because I've been there, done that. I'm like, why isn't this happening? The most important thing is number one, just believing in the process of mm-hmm. it. And it's not just not believing and just saying that you believe. It's like fully switching your whole mind's perspective to understanding that this is possible. Anything mm-hmm. is possible. And so a lot of people also, I feel like trying to manifest for stuff that makes them feel comfortable instead of things that their soul like actually, I feel like needs. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, a lot of people will have a crush on someone and they'll try to manifest it. And I'm like, no baby. Uh uh-uh. uh. Or like, if you think you need to like break up with someone or lose a friendship and it's like, you're in that relationship because you feel comfortable, not because that's what you actually need. And so like, that's where I feel like people get stuck in their manifestations. But another thing that I like to do and that I have been doing for a while is not only like, I still write my manifestations down, but after I would write it down, I'd have like a little session with myself and I'll sit there and like meditate and I'll like picture it happening. I will try to imagine like every single sense feeling that. So like smelling it, seeing it, feeling it, tasting it. What do I see? What do I hear? And then also a big thing that I've been really liking doing is my manifestation, my vision boards. Mm. Those things, those things work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I say that as if that's easy. It's really just switching your entire mindset. <laughs> like, no, that's like a lot of work. Understanding your childhood traumas, mm. going deep inside of yourself. It's really just a lot of inner work. And I make mm-hmm. it sound like it's easy, which again, tell yourself it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. It really is just a mind switch, perspective switch of I'm not my thoughts. Mm-hmm. What's real? What's not real? If I see a bigger picture with my life or like I want something and I know this is good for me, how can I obtain that with not only just writing my manifestations down, meditating, but also how can I work towards that at the same time? Mm. You'll have to work. Facts. And that is something that I very much admire about you because outside of the like spiritual knowledge, you're such a hard worker. But Aww. something that I want to share with others is some I want to share your story about how you say you know I didn't come from much you kind of self-released at first and a lot of people might look at their own situation and say oh well I don't have a lot of money I don't have good equipment I don't have you know a label to help me out I don't have connections but they still want to do it so I'd love for you to just like share about how you really you know like didn't come from a lot of money you know like you kind of did a lot of it yourself I feel like so I definitely I grew up in an area where like I like to say I grew up on a half farm so like I grew up with a good amount of land but small little shit house and like it was very split between like wealthy families and like farmers if that makes sense I didn't understand how little money I didn't understand any of that growing up you know like my parents never they'd always give me the best and I didn't understand how difficult that was what I always say and and what I, I still now I don't have the equipment that I probably should have like I borrow my boyfriend's speakers I have my little like DDJ XX and I like make do with what I have have and mm-hmm. I still am grateful for being able to have the mm-hmm. money to afford like Ableton because that's expensive but mm-hmm. it's really saving up for like the important things and like having Ableton which is the program I use to make music and splice for samples and like little plugins and stuff like that but I had my goals and I knew like what I wanted to do and I knew that I wanted to make music and I have these mm-hmm. songs in my head I don't care how I have to get there or what I have mm-hmm. to do in the meantime to make that work I always just knew like with my songs that that's what I was like meant to do and like what I wanted to do and so like honestly nothing could stop me and I still am like very blessed with
with how I grew up. And like, even though it's not mm-hmm. easy and shit went down, I mm-hmm. still am very blessed that I had the childhood and like went through everything mm-hmm. I went through to get me to where I am now. I got to go to school. Like I got to, mm-hmm. I get to do what I want to do now. I also used to tell myself when I was working at the restaurant, I was like, time's going to go by fast. I was like, time's going to go by. And something my aunt taught me too. I remember when I was sitting in like middle school, I would do Reiki and I'm like, time's going to go by quickly. I'm going to get through this class. I'm going to make it through. Honestly, it's just like, again, like my mindset switch of like, Mm -hmm. all right, this is what I've been through, but that's not where I am right now. Also starting my days with gratitude. I wake up and like my morning routine is like affirmations, gratitude. What am I thankful for? And what are my manifestations? Like getting into that flow state right in the morning to start off my day. And if I don't do that, I can feel it. I'm like, something's mm-hmm. off. And I'm like, yep. oh shit. I didn't say like what I'm grateful for. And that can be like one thing or that can, you can list like everything, like water, food. There's a lot of things that I can say that I'm grateful for. So anytime I'm feeling down on myself or I'm like, oh, I don't have this or like I wish Mm -hmm. I had a studio I wish I had a room I wish I had blah 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 I'm like wait a minute Mm. live (laughs) yeah 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 I like how you um call it flow state and you know as you're talking about your journey with the music you say kind of how you hear these songs in your head and I know um for us you know when we when you first brought up the idea of Astra to me and then when you were um away on vacation where was it It was like Puerto Rico yeah and then you um sent it to me revamped and I was like who is this Miss Astra because she sounded completely different and you were like yeah it just flowed right through me so how do you think that that kind of like creation and flow state kind of works with your music so (laughs) I feel like sometimes when I talk about this people think I sound like a crazy person because I'm really big into like this comes from my soul but it also comes from Mm -hmm. like my higher self and like the channeling Mm -hmm. and when I say flow state I mean like getting in that space in my head where everything for once like shuts out and I'm in such Mm -hmm. a state of just flow and like just like water like just it, it just it kind of pours out of me. Sometimes I can get there and sometimes I can't. With Astra, I was sitting there and I, I almost like zoned out. I was just writing and I like came back into myself and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, this is cool. I was like, okay. Damn, like I was in such a state of like just higher self low right there that it mm-hmm. just like poured out of me. Sometimes when I have these ideas or I feel like I'm getting sent these ideas and like these channeled messages and stuff, I feel like when I put too much thought into my music, I can't write music. When I just try to like be myself and write what I want to write. And like not give a fuck about like the little technical shit or like when I get out of that, because I can definitely get in there is when yeah. I write the music that you hear that is public to people. My, my music that's out now is like when I was in, like when I knew I had a message to say. So as you, you know, right now you're pretty popping. You're going on tour, going to all these shows, getting a lot of public recognition. And with that comes a lot of eyes, you know, a lot of people watching you. And being a person who's kind of awakened to the spirit realm, there definitely has to be an element of protection. And like you were just saying, you know, when you get in that flow state, for once you say kind of your thoughts quiet. So I'm curious, like how you kind of deal with your own anxiety when you're kind of like doing your thing. And then also kind of how you um, enforce your own protection and your own like energetic boundaries. <laughs> That's a deep question, Mira. So, <laughs> basically... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, where do I start? Because I'm constantly in the back and forth of my head with like spirit world, like what is real, what's not real. And like, mm-hmm. am I in a psychosis? And where I get confused, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, it must be like an evil spirit that I feel this negative energy from. But I'm like, no, that's like a person. And like when mm-hmm. there's eyes on you, it's like honestly scary to think about that there's also, there's so much love that I get and that I feel, mm-hmm. but there's also like the jealousy that I can feel. Mm-hmm. And people just like even unintentionally almost send you that energy. It's not necessarily from like spirit. And yeah. so protection has been a big thing that we've been talking about recently because we were like, oh shit, like there are eyes on us. That's yeah. what we wanted. I'm so honored that people actually listen, but at the same time, I'm like terrified. And, and I've always struggled with really, really bad anxiety. And I've been like working mm-hmm. on it every single day as much as just like leaving my house since I had to go on tour with Subdocta. Like, I just remember I was so nervous to like be in the airport by myself. How am I going to protect myself? It was just taking it step by step and understanding like I'm accomplishing like the little goals too, like leaving my house by myself, getting food at the airport. Wow. Some people don't even think about that, but I'm like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> like freaking out so there's like that part of anxiety and like protection and then there's like mm-hmm. how am I going to protect protect myself from the energy and the eyes on me because mm-hmm. not that I don't want the eyes and not that I don't love all of the love I'm getting but mm-hmm. I also need to almost put a wall up especially when I'm performing and so I don't know if we should go too deep into our theories <laughs> or tactics because yeah, some of yeah. it is a secret yeah. just like little things that I carry that I know have my good protection energy on it jewelry that I wear that I like set those intentions for protection yes there's like the little things and the big things but we won't go too deep into <laughs> yeah, that because yeah, yeah. again the point of protection is it's a secret we can't give them all the secrets no, I'm just kidding we can but Again, you never know. Something I was watching an alien um, documentary like two nights ago and one of the quotes, it was like the US government and it was saying, this nation does have secrets and they deserve to be protected. And I was like, oh shit. So we're allowed to have secrets. Anyway, something I wanted to um, like talk about is it really impresses me as an artist how you are so devoted to your work, but also are so well-rounded with your relationships, you know, and you take time for yourself and for the people around you. So how do you find that balance while your career is so still in the forefront, you know, and it demands a lot of you, but you still manage to do all these other things. That's honestly like something that I struggle with a lot. What's really challenging for me, because at the end of the day, what I care about most is like my relationships with myself and the people I love. I know that what I have right now isn't permanent. And so you never know what's going to be permanent. And so, but I feel like a lot of artists or people that want to be in the scene, they get like sucked into the ego and like want to be a big performer. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like at the end of the day, like the people around you are what are the most important. Again, with like the gratitude and like finding balance and time with my relationships is something that I struggle with, but it's something that I definitely like am constantly thinking about how can I be better, more supportive of like everybody else around me. I have a boyfriend and I've been dating him for like almost four years. And it's like, how do we, I mean, when I went on my first tour with Subdocta, it was hard balancing that, but I had to keep telling him like, Mm -hmm. I promise I'm going to come home. And so it's definitely really hard. And it's something that when I look up to other artists and like, see like how they're in relationships, I'm like, damn, like a lot of people probably don't know how difficult that must be, Mm -hmm. especially when they're both touring. Like, let's say like Level Up and Subtronics, they both have completely different schedules and they come home Mm -hmm. for like a day, you know, learning how to balance that is like something I've still been like working on and always will work towards because I feel like I still don't have enough time to work on music and also work on my relationships like it's definitely Mm -hmm. something I still struggle with because I wish there was more time and I wish that I had weeks where I could just like 
spend it with the people I love. And then weeks where I could just dive into Ableton and like stay mm-hmm. there fucking rot there. Like <laughs> that's like <laughs> something that I like just want and need. My schedule is definitely really wacky and is constantly wacky. And that's another thing I didn't think of before I got into this was like how I'm not going to ever have a schedule that is consistent. And that's something mm-hmm. I need to like learn how to again, balance and work with, but I don't know. It's just like sticking with my routines when I can see a problem. Like how can I like sit there and like take time for myself right when I get home from being mm-hmm. at a show, like I go sit outside, plant my feet in the grass and I sit there and I'm like reflecting, mm-hmm. how can I be better? How did this go? You know, who have I not talked to in a little bit that I know that I should reach out mm-hmm. to? Yeah. I mean, it's really the way I balance it is like self-reflection. Mm, and awareness you're definitely very aware awareness is our superpower but I I definitely think you do a great job with that that's always something that really impresses me because you know like having a career that is like requiring so much of your energy and then also going into that um but also having a support system you know the people around you love you so much and want to see you shine but something that is inevitable with every every path and every career are these self-doubts I think especially in kind of like the music world the art world people you know doing their independent thing they have kind of doubts in what they produce kind of what they put out their own things so how do you work with your own kind of like doubts damn you questions i'm again constantly working on that because i'm a virgo i'm a fucking perfectionist Mad virgo placement i like to be good at like a lot of little things but mm-hmm. then like, when i found djing and music i was like this is it and again it's it's so normal to look up to other people and it's so normal mm-hmm. to like see someone and like oh i want to be like that but at the end of the mm-hmm. day i want to be like myself and i want to mm-hmm. make myself proud and i need to stop comparing i came to a better place like internally when i did like truly stop comparing myself to others because there's always going to be people that are better than you. There's always going to be producers, amazing DJs, no matter what you want to do, no matter your career path, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever you're interested in, there's always going to be people that are better than you. And that's just Mm -hmm. how it is. That's not a reflection of you. That's not me. And I feel like, especially like when I produce, I'm not the best producer, but am I making a song that makes me feel good and that makes me happy? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's where I see success. If I listen to this song and I'm like fuck yeah like this is me like this I don't care what anyone has to say about it that's when I like see my success I'm like I'm proud of this I don't care obviously I'm still gonna send my music to my friends I'm like do you my especially my producer friends like do you like this what can you hear what can you fix Mm -hmm. because it's good to get like that criticism but at the end of the day I'm like I don't really care if this sounds good to me in my ears I'm chilling with it even like with performing I I always think I realized from like hearing my other friends almost like when they come off the stage sometimes the first thing is like damn like I should have I messed this up and I'm like nobody noticed (laughs) yeah no no one notices and I and I still do that and I still have to stop I played big fam last week and I almost cried coming off the stage because I was like fuck this up and like blah 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 like this 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 and then I was was like really bitch <laughs> you just played in front of people that's a success right there and like and it's important to look at how you can be better right and it mm-hmm. again balancing that but instead of the first thing of like damn I messed this up instead of like all right what what did I do that I liked and like how can I improve mm-hmm. that next time and where am I getting inspiration from and, and if I see someone else play and I like what they did how am I learning from them and like I'm like okay well, I, I fucked up this transition all right if that's something I think that is negative how can I like say two positives right after that yeah. when I was um preparing for like 
something I was holding. I was reading this book um, called The Book of Ceremony. And in it, it was talking about how after a like a sacred ceremony, no one kind of, you don't discuss how it went. You don't like blah, blah, blah. You just kind of leave it at that because it was so sacred. And when I was reading that, I thought of kind of, you know, your performances, like, because even though it's a music set, it's a ceremony, you know? Nobody's perfect. And I feel like when you have a platform, everyone expects you to be perfect. They expect you to influence them. And like, you only see the good part of their lives. That's Mm -hmm. definitely something that I like to, that I struggle with. It's like, damn, like I'm not a perfect human. I didn't have a perfect past. I don't have a perfect future. You know what I mean? Like everybody Mm -hmm. makes mistakes. Everybody learns and grows into a better human. And instead of being like, damn, like I wish I knew this in the past, I'm so much better now. And like, I'm a, I'm a new person. I'm growing every day. I'm learning Mm -hmm. every day from myself and from like people that influence me and like just also like looking at like your childhood and like who your parents were how they influenced you and the, and the adults around you none of that is the child's fault and how do you like take fault away from that and away from like everyone and just like look yourself and like I learned this I went through this because of this I'm here mm-hmm. now how am I bettering myself you know Facts, yeah looking at it through that neutral view yeah that's a great point because it's really uh-huh. easy get like stuck in your anxiety with that of like Mm. yeah I'm not perfect fuck yeah and especially like you have so many Virgo placements and that sign just gives me like very much like the energy that's like I'm a perfectionist and if I'm not then I'm going to (laughs) well you and me both sister But today is also a very, very special day for the Zingara Project because a tour was just announced, a headline tour. So let's spill the tea on that. Yeah, we've been planning um, a small little headline tour and we just announced her today. I think there's like eight stops of the headline and we added all the other shows in there too. But that's something my team's been planning and I'm so grateful for them. And I honestly felt like I was going to throw up when I announced that because you never know, like selling tickets. And when I had my first headline, shows in July I was mm-hmm. so nervous because I thought nobody was gonna come I was people, <laughs> and then it ended up selling out and I was like oh fuck <laughs> oh. and so yeah I mean lots of emotions today I'm, I'm so proud I'm so happy mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful for my team but I'm also like terrified because I'm like what if nobody comes <laughs> but I did feel like I was gonna throw up an hour ago I was like fuck yeah very surreal <laughs> my manifestation is working a little too well right like, now. literally <laughs> and it's funny because the last time I went I was over your house um I grabbed something in your room and I saw on your wall or something like some of the manifestations you wrote down and I, I didn't read the whole thing but I just glanced quick and the ones that I saw I was like like damn like very specific and all of them are accomplished like they all come true that's the vision board so yeah that's honestly crazy because I hung that there because I realized with my vision boards I don't want to like stare at it too much because I feel like when you like want a manifestation so much it doesn't you know like you're not supposed to be anxious or like want it like that it's just Mm -hmm feel it and you let it go and so like when I was originally writing that manifestation board what I found worked this year versus last year well number one is the belief and like the work towards it but number two when I was actually making that I was like detail because just like when I'm sitting there mm-hmm. meditating and like thinking of those details I'm like how can I put that onto paper and so with those little things it was like play lost lands and then it was like um, work on my relationships and like get a house and blah 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 but I also drew my picture I sat there I've took hours on this thing dude my pictures my little my title for each the little like the small details the the affirmations for each (laughs) and so when I looked at it the other day I was like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) I was like ipsy it worked (laughs) and the last thing on there was the house and we just got the house so I was like oh 
period. But one thing you're talking about is your team. And so knowing you, I know kind of how special it is and how really aligned it is. It almost feels like it's like kind of like a like a storybook, like how it kind of played out. Oh, yeah. So anything you could kind of like to share about that? Yes. <laughs> so basically, first things first, we got Axum. And so Axum has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's been everything on my team. He's been manager for a second. He's been booking agent for a second. Now he's my tour manager, but he's more than that. He's also just a friend and like Mm. just too nice of a soul. And so he just like, you know, he helps with the behind the scenes, um, like advanced sheets and stuff like that. And like, he really just is like um, emotional support as well. His bodyguard, Mm. he's a lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) So we got Axum, we got Jake and Mary who are my agents. And so their jobs are booking the shows and we have their assistants too to shout out Abby and Katie. So we got Katie, who's Mary's assistant, Abby, who's Jake's assistant. And so basically I met Jake because my boyfriend's sister was getting married and I met him at a wedding. And I remember I was so nervous to meet him at first. And then when I finally met him, I was like, oh shit, like he's so cool. (laughs) He's a homie. And so we ended up starting to work together. And I remember with Mary, so Mary is also Closie's agent. And for those who know me know that Closie is my God. <laughs> and, so, and so last year when I was independent and it was just me and Axum, we were like, who like, you know, if we could like work with someone, I feel like we should wait for Mary. And I was like, this girl doesn't know I exist. So when Jake brought up that Mary also wanted to work with me, I thought I was gonna <laughs> it's like Jake and Mary, and it's like the two perfect beans, and I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for them. And like it's just like the perfect energy vibes mm-hmm. of them together that I feel like make us like a whole. And so mm-hmm. we got them who do the shows, and then we got Brandon. <laughs> Brandon is my manager. And the funny thing about Brandon is that I always talk about my friend Brandon who passed away in 2017. And he was my bestie. He is my bestie still in spirit. He's like always standing there like bitch. And so mm-hmm. basically my friend Brandon that passed away, he always gives me like messages in the funniest, craziest ways. Earlier this year when I was on tour, I was like at a really dark spot and I didn't know like what direction I was going. I didn't know what to do. And I was just in a pickle and I was literally on my hands and knees praying to my friend Brandon that passed. And I was like, please send me help. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to explode and like quit and like all this stuff. And so a couple months later, in comes this manager named <laughs> Brandon. And I was like, shut up who he was and like everything that I was struggling with like it was really just a blessing even though it was very hard going through what I was going through and all this other stuff when I realized like what my manager now Brandon has dealt with what he mm-hmm. does now and who he is as a person I was like Brandon <laughs> sent him to me and it was just like funny and I told my manager Brandon I was like listen I don't want to sound creepy but blah 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 and so, yes, yeah, so now we got Brandon and that makes up my team and his assistant, Hannah, who also works with me on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, bless her soul. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we we put together this tour and I'm so thankful for them and like all they do for me and it's just the perfect team and match. I couldn't have asked for anything better and I couldn't have even thought of anything better and I just know that my friend Brandon that passed is sitting there like, yes, bitch. Yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> he used to, the first EDM shows I went to, my friend Brandon that passed went with me and was like promoting it with me and stuff like that. So yeah. So knowing like kind of the stories with brands and it always just blows my mind the difference 
signs that he gives you. Something that's so cool to see is kind of like the prophecy. It's almost like you guys kind of like had this like mission or plan together. And now that you're talking about DJing, did you start DJing the same year that he passed? Yeah. And same with um, the guy who, so in 2017, it was like, bam, bam, bam. So it was first noise. So the guy who actually was the first person to tell me to DJ, he was like, I believe in you. He's one of, he's the first person that passed. And then it was my grandpa and then it was Brandon. And so that whole year was really weird to me. I like knew all of it was going to happen before. It was just really strange. And now I feel like the three of them together guide me spiritually in like so many unique and crazy ways. Every time I start to doubt it, they're just like, hey, bitch, knock, knock. Like I'm here and the music they send me and the messages and like listening back to that reading we heard the other day from 2017 of mm-hmm. that they were going to send me this music and that they were going to help me and guide me and that he died when he did because of this and then this path and this mm-hmm. person died and you met me here and blah blah mm-hmm. blah the way it all connected and lined up mm-hmm. I was just like oh <laughs> prophecy <laughs> okay sure little shit though I was like fuck you um so when you you said you first got started on TikTok and that's probably your biggest platform how many followers do you have on it I don't know 200 yeah a lot (laughs) 200,000 most of them but okay but most of them are like ghost followers now because I've had TikTok for so many years and then I used to talk about like spirituality and stuff the more people got onto TikTok the more I saw that side of TikTok to be very toxic so Mm-hmm. That's why I don't really talk about my experiences and stuff on there anymore. But, yeah. And then I started talking about music. And so, I mean, the way TikTok works, it's a lot of ghost followers. So you can say that I have 200 something thousand, but that's not true. But regardless of the um, like amount of followers, the response that you get and the love that you get from people is so huge. So how does it feel, you know, when you learn from these people that you're making such a deep impact on them personally? <laughs> Scary. Scary. <laughs> um, honored and also like scary, scary, but it's funny because when I first started posting like my DJ videos, I had people tell me that, you know, it was fake followers, fake views, fake plays, don't do it, mm-hmm. blah, 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 all this hate. And I was like, fuck it, I'm still going to do it because this yeah. is fun. And so I was literally just doing it for fun. And I didn't understand not only how much TikTok transferred social media wise, because I would get followers from TikTok and they'd go follow me everywhere else and listen to Mm -hmm. my music, which was insane. But then when I started to play shows and every single person that was there was like, I'm from TikTok. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like you guys are the fucking shit. And I know a lot of music producers like hate on TikTok and they're like, Mm -hmm your song like they you need to keep making bangers and they won't listen to your song and I'm like people are still streaming chemical dreams from 2021 and people are still in Astra we literally just announced the Astra tour because Mm -hmm. you know like it did I mean it did wonders for me but also like the relationships and people I've Mm -hmm. met there like you're one of them. That's mm-hmm. what I talk about. When I tell people about TikTok, I'm like, I met this girl. No, she cool. <laughs> <laughs> we made a friendship through TikTok. How stupid is that though? At the same Yeah, no, it's honestly, so cool. TikTok has literally brought me so, so many, many good things. So many good it, things. Especially, I feel like, I mean, of course, my main thing is spirituality, but the people that are aligned <laughs> with the mission, like I've met so many of them through TikTok and it has performed yeah. miracles, you know, TikTok just like, because it's a new app, you know, and I, and some people do hate on it, but I'm like, listen, if you're just not going to take advantage 
of this opportunity that we have, then you're just standing in your own way. Yeah. I mean, that's toxic, but everything's toxic. And it's just like the algorithm, like just hack the algorithm. Exactly. I mean, and there's like the good and bad sides of TikTok because like I've Mm -hmm. learned so much from there, even if it has nothing to do with music, like fucking cutting my hair. I cut my hair the other day from a TikTok tutorial, you know, like yeah. But it also like it is hard because you definitely can. And I've been there, done that, gotten stuck and like the defeat Mm -hmm. of it because when I was starting out, I posted like four at least four videos a day and I would get mm-hmm. so mad if one of them didn't blow up and I was like what did I do wrong what mm-hmm. do I need to share and I was oversharing so much because I felt like I had to and then mm-hmm. one day I was like whoa, whoa whoa and right when I stopped giving a fuck is mm-hmm. when it happened and so yeah. it's easy to get sucked into that algorithm especially because they constantly change it but at the end of the day TikTok has done so many amazing things for mm-hmm. me my friends and like my support system and like the people I've met through there has just been honestly a blessing but I can understand why people I mean it's not for everybody and to have to share that part of you definitely mm-hmm. is hard and like I mean I have thousands of TikToks privated because I'm like that is so embarrassing that's so cringe I always want to like share and then I look back and I'm like this is embarrassing and I private it but then I'm like <laughs> that's part of it like you know like that's yeah, just yeah. That's part of it and that's part of the fun and I feel like people mm-hmm. look at it more as like you have to do it and it's like a job versus mm-hmm. like I'm blessed that this is what I have to worry about me personally I just I really there's no other way to describe it besides blessed that like this is something this is my worry mm, yeah. I mean, shut up you know like you, like this yeah. is every single day I'm like waking up like holy shit mm. like you know so if I get two in my head and I see some other people get two in their head I'm like we need to take a step back and look mm. at like the fact that this is our reality we're complaining over TikTok yeah yeah period <laughs> I mean for, first and foremost like complaining when like you're living out your dreams but then like going back to the basics like just gratitude like I'll catch myself complaining and then I'm like how fucking dare you like just looking at my room like the fact I'm, I'm like okay sorry uh, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly. the fact that we just like have food and have a bed you know like that's just like beyond comprehensible <laughs> so right now I'm looking at a piece of art and it was I'm reminding me of kind of like the crafts that we did so I know that you know DJing is and music is your like you know your number one thing but you are also very um talented and enjoy some other crafts so do you kind of like think that in that like well-rounded area like do you think that you need to put all of your energy towards music or do you enjoy kind of like you know if I'm looking at like my project Zingara like definitely mm-hmm. all my energy in that but mm-hmm. like if I think of like long term and like everything else I enjoy and want to do like mm-hmm. honestly I feel like I could find happiness in like a lot of things and mm-hmm. something that I am like really proud of myself in that I love to do also is like videos and music videos documentaries creating art drawing the symbols that you see that like even on the flyer like I drew that symbol um and stuff like that so like yes all my energy is like into my project that's something I signed up for and that's something that I'm like really proud mm-hmm. of myself and all the little things I also enjoy I find I find a way to incorporate that into my project I love to like have studios and teach classes mm-hmm. give lessons. I love to just sit back and make documentaries about other people and stuff like that but yeah I'm also like my other like big love and like why I went to school is for videography and stuff and so anytime I get a chance to make a music video I'm like bet let's go yeah producing it editing it you edited your music video for um body and mind right that was a big project that I produced that one and 
I got from my friend Felicia. She filmed that for me. That's something I don't like to do. I don't like to hold the camera. I'm Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) that's not something I'm good at. But I always loved editing like the most. And so anytime I can like get my hands on something like that. And I used to do YouTube videos for this girl named Jen the Body Painter and I'd edit her videos. But I feel like I've seen her on TikTok. Yeah, probably. I mean, I made those. Because you've talked about her like so many times, and I don't know. I why. love her. She's a witch. She's a witch, bitch. If, if, if it's the person that I'm thinking of, but I'll have to. I digress. Yeah. So I I made her videos for a little bit for a couple years. I say a little bit, but it was it was a long time. And then yeah, so mind and body. Yeah, that was a doozy of a. That was a hard project because I had such a big. I just have such big plans, and I'm like, damn, I wish mm-hmm. I had the budget and like money to like do what I yeah. actually want to do. But I feel like the way it turned out, I'm really proud of it. And a lot of ideas came last minute. And so uh-huh. um, we used the house in my backyard. We I filmed some of it in Puerto Rico, and that was a shit show because the camera we had to go back. <laughs> <laughs> the camera the first day we filmed on was absolutely trifling and so we went back and put it on my phone and that was a shit show but yeah I mean I just have so much fun making music videos I would love to also do it for other people if I had more time and like also like festival recap videos love those shits I would love mm. to do yeah. we're working on astra too yeah we gotta film she's coming over to my house next week so we can film visuals see her face as a hologram yeah well i'm coming over <laughs> for her birthday and then she's forcing me to do these visuals so my I need face your face in my yeah. in, in my show yeah so you're gonna be at a zingara set like tripping balls and then you're gonna look up and see my face so that's pretty comforting Wait, you want to know something so weird so if we, if we talk about dreams for a second i yeah. love talking about dreams i could talk yeah. about it all day every day but I had a dream the other night. And so so we've had these plans. Well, I've had this plan and I'm forcing Mira to do it with me. <laughs> for the beginning of Astro, like I want her face up there, you know? And like, I want her to be talking and like invite you into the show, right? So I had this dream the other night and I was at a Tame and Paula concert. Don't and- shut fuck up because they've literally been in my way so much past few days oh, and uh-huh. I've, been, I've been so mad because i haven't seen them live yet we were supposed to at bonnaroo and that's mm-hmm. besides the point so i was at their yeah. concert and then i woke up and one of the first things i saw when i woke up is that they i guess they have this intro and there's this girl's face in their intro and she's talking and she's like and you're about to take this drug and blah 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 and like and you're talking like, about yeah and it, she's and then all of a sudden it starts to go like loopy but she's a hologram uh-huh. and I'm like bitch that's my idea right there but then <laughs> i'm gonna take that as comment information to do it instead yeah yeah so one thing about gabrielle is when i wake up and i check my phone there's going to be a text from her (laughs) talking about her dreams (laughs) i'm like bitch will never believe us in my dream and she's like shut up (laughs) it it literally they really really are crazy so let's like talk about kind of how we get like signs warnings symbols prophecies ideas Oh yeah. All through the dreams. I started realizing that my dreams were real when I was a kid. Number one, when I would see the ghosts and then they would be there in real life. Number two, I would start to predict things. And one of the biggest things that, one of the stories I like to tell people is when I predicted that huge tsunami that hit Japan. Damn, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. So basically when I was little, and this must've been, I think this was in like 2011, right? And so I had a dream before it happened and I was like there and I was like experiencing the tsunami and I saw the letters like and I'm stupid right I didn't know how to spell tsunami but it was spelled out right mm. tsunami <laughs> and, so, and so I woke up the next day and I was like oh shit like that mm. was crazy and I went on the AOL because AOL was like the shit back then you know <laughs> I was checking the news the next day and it was like giant tsunami hits Japan blah 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 all this stuff and yeah. then 
that's when I was like, oh, fuck. And so yeah. I started writing down my dreams and I've been writing down my dream basically every night since 2013. And I have notes oh. on my phone. Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Go through it. <laughs> so a lot of them came true and some of them I wish didn't come true. Not only are some of them like literal, like that one, but sometimes it's symbolism. You know, like sometimes when I feel like I can't get my words out with someone, I'll be in my dream and I'll be like choking on something. And mm-hmm. then I my teeth will fall out, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'll swallow my tooth. And that's when I wake up and I'm like, okay, well, I need to be more clear with how I feel about this person and like tell them what mm-hmm. I'm feeling. And then it stops, you know, because your subconscious mm-hmm. knows and tells you things. Not only do I think your dreams can predict things and the symbolism and how literal it is, and you can have your visitation dreams with spirit, but mm-hmm. also the lucid dreaming and astral projection side of it. Like your dreams go so deep. What the hell? And I was trying to tell my brother last night, I was like, listen, you've got to do this. And he's like, no, fuck you. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there like, just listen to me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it still happens like And my mom had one of her first visitation dreams the other night, which I thought was so cool. And like, yeah, I mean, I could just talk about this all day long. So I'm going to stop. Well, I don't know. I really, (laughs) I'm always so like blown away by the dreams that you have. Like they really are crazy. Like, of course, I I honestly like I'll go to write down my dreams. And then after a week, I'm like, let me stop doing this because it like almost like borders the princess. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I definitely know. have like, I definitely have like the really scary ones that I'm like, okay, where I'm like awake in my room and there's like the spirit in there. Yeah, and then I have scary. like the really like beautiful ones where like my loved mm-hmm. ones that past visited me and like mm-hmm. tell me these things. And then I, things that I didn't know existed or something that I didn't know was real. And then I go and tell someone they're like oh well this is a thing and I'm like okay so but yeah I mean my favorite is probably the visitation dreams from like loved ones because Mm -hmm. the difference with those is like when you're in your dreamland like shit feels like foggy like when you sit back and reflect on your dreams like it feels like a dream you know like it feels Mm -hmm. like it's not real but with visitation dreams it like actually like I'm aware and it does feel real. And like, again, like when I say that I'm meditating and I can feel all my senses, like all my senses are active. And usually when I have a visitation dream, I'm on this, I'm in the same place. I'm either in my old house or I'm at this beach. And that's how I know that I'm in that dream. I'm like on the beach and all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, like what's going to happen? Like who's coming to see me today? And sometimes it's Brandon. Sometimes it's my grandpa with someone else that's about to cross over. That's when I'm like, okay, well, it's time mm-hmm. to interview you, bitch. Like, sit down. We're talking. <laughs> like, you have no choice because I'm aware and you're here. And so I have questions for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's something that I also think is cool because before I passed, I mean, not before I passed, oh God, before Brandon <laughs> passed away, he knew that would communicate with spirit and he knew that mm-hmm. the number one way for me was dreams. And so right after he passed, he came to me in a dream and like, yeah, so like he really is active in the in my dream head, in my dream world, and he does me a lot in there. So if you can learn one thing from this podcast, listening, pay attention to your dreams, y'all. You'll learn something. Yeah, they have a lot of codes in there. Uh-huh, your subconscious knows, your intuition knows. Pay attention. Um, well, let's talk about like just the things that are coming up for you. Like um, I'm like all the things that are coming up for you internally. No, like all the shows, you know, all the songs, everything to look out for um, going forward. Hmm, well, we just we just announced the tour. Okay. So come okay. to my tour. We're announcing tomorrow. I'm announcing. Well, by the time they hear this. Yeah. I'm now, Space Candy will already be out, but I'm announcing Space Candy. <laughs> on her birthday. On my birthday. Big treat. <laughs> Any, um, what are some festivals that you have coming up that you're really excited for? Which oh. ones are 
particular. Well, the next ones that I'm really nervous for and that I have to work on after this. <laughs> that means you're excited. <laughs> we got Firefly and then we got Lost Lands and then we got Voyage at the Caverns with Closey. Um, something that I want to talk about before we end it is um, another thing that impresses me about how you kind of handle your work is that you are always putting other people on. You are always supporting other people. And knowing the laws of the universe, we know that when we kind of like give out energy and give out love, then we kind of get that back. And so I think that that kind of shows, you know, all the love that you give other people, all the support, all the people that you put on, and then, you know, the universe kind of responds to that. So how, um, yeah, you can just share your feelings on kind of that. I, I would probably, that's actually a good point, the, you know, give and return, because I don't really think about that. I just like the way I got started is because people were like nice enough to give me a chance. And I always want to like give opportunity to people that I think deserve it, no matter what, like it could be a videographer where I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. well, you want to start filming these type of shows, like come come to a show you know Mm -hmm. or like different producers and like for the fun thing about this tour is that they would like send me like the locals and I have my Mm -hmm. friends that I'm like all right oh I want this person to play this show and then they would give me all these locals and I could listen to their music and be like damn like that's a fucking vibe like Mm -hmm. play this show with me I just like I'm thankful for the people that like gave me that shot also like going back to like spirit stuff and like I mm-hmm. my life path I love learning about life path numbers but mine's like a four and like that's a teacher and like I love teaching people I love helping people and so now that I have the opportunity more to like put other people on and like teach people help people if someone has a question I'm here to be that person feel like I can give my energy because again mm-hmm. it's like the balance with it but yeah. yeah I mean I just think it's important to like give back one day I'd love to like give lessons and like mm-hmm. open up studios and stuff yeah. like that even like spirituality too, teaching about spirituality. I think you oh, definitely, yeah. you know, Except just I always, I'm like, I'm always like, I'm still learning. I like don't deserve yeah. teaching this, but then I'm like, right. Instead of like teach or like give a lesson, mm-hmm. I'd rather like kind of talk about my experience and like, yeah, yeah. From that. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's not so much that you go out and you're like, I'm going I'm to teach, but just in your conversations, you know, being so like authentic yeah. and vulnerable and sharing what you go through. Your life path is four. That's cool. Get, and it's the teacher. Guess what my what? life is. Well, I'm eight. like, you have to guess eight. No, it's not eight, but don't guess the number. Guess what like kind of um word it would be. I don't know. You're more of like an everything. If I had to like guess, it would probably be like more of an 11 of like teacher, helper, healer, healer Uh, yeah it's it's actually just the healer yeah 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 so because I just want to you know sit in a big room and love (laughs) but it is number six six yeah born on the eight when I found out you were born on a Wednesday on an eight I'll never forget that I was like bitch of course facts and my name my birth name means universal and whole so I was like I don't know but um mine means God (laughs) 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 <laughs> when I was um working I worked I just quit actually well I didn't quit yet but I'm about to but I worked at this um King Tut exhibit and I like texted Gabrielle and I was like giving all these uh like names I was like which one resonates with you the most and she was like raw that's like the god like the sun god I was like yep <laughs> it's like cut out right now text from Gabrielle my power just went out okay then okay um on that note please Ra apparently loved that one. I'm shook. We're, we're very shook right now. Okay, then. Okay. Okay, okay see, see if I can edit this. What the fuck? 
wait how do yeah what the fuck bro literally after i said raw like goodbye i can't for me it went out right after i said god it said my name means god boof my power no 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 no. you were like your name means god and i was like yeah we were working at the egyptian thing and then gabrielle said she loves raw the sun god boom out huge chill so bro huge chill all throughout my body also but also like the fact that it is sun god egypt ancient egypt pyramids akashic hello hello crazy chills holy shit okay guys okay okay crazy essence okay my power goes out for a second you should have seen i wish that recorded my reaction i don't know if you could if this whole video was recording but i was like (gasps) i I was gonna throw up i I literally felt like i was gonna throw up right after a good way to end this bro bro Nah, I'm getting the craziest chills. We're both like fucking rocking back and forth right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we definitely Thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And also like, (laughs) even though like there's there's a limited amount to what we share, every single thing that like happens to us individually or as like a pair, like when it comes to spirit, like you wouldn't believe it. (laughs) We don't believe it. Like actually what the fuck? All I'm saying is God, God is awesome. Why did my power just go out? Bruh. Something about me is that something that got me into all of this. And one of my first songs I ever wanted to make was Raw, The Law of One. And I didn't make it yet. because Did I tell you that? No. I got permission from them who did the raw recordings to use it first of all so i'm just Wait, what are you talking about what raw recordings the raw recordings where the girl channeled it and it goes i huh? i have not come to this mess you haven't seen that no look it up on youtube look up youtube i am raw and we'll see but there's all these recordings where he was channeled by this girl and so basically i'm like waiting no one take my idea i'm waiting for the perfect time to make Thank that song about raw um and i was introduced to that in like 2018 to raw and that's why i love bra so much but it's like i am raw i have not come through this instrument before we had to wait till she was precisely tuned until we can enter our own land vibration blah 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 blah. i am light blah 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 i am love blah blah (laughs) so so i literally emailed those people that have it like patent or whatever however the llc of it what something like that some legal thing they have the rights yeah i mean i could use it so i'm like i'm about to hang up and do it <laughs> all right gotta go <laughs> gotta go bye <laughs> what a great outro yeah in very classic fashion <laughs> like of course so we love you so much you are so capable of creating a life that you have dreamed about i say that on every oh let me um finish i say that on every podcast and then i have a question um that i ask everyone so if you could give your face was projected onto like every single person in the world what piece would you, of advice would you give to everyone and then what piece of advice would you give to your younger self oh shit that's hard mira <laughs> everyone has to answer say, we are one you are a miracle <laughs> <laughs> it's necessary to remember okay it is necessary to remember your infinite potential and the power of love as you continue to planet honestly probably that though because every time that plays i cry and everybody else does so i'm like yeah facts and it do be necessary to remember maybe that and then my childhood self is that you're capable of getting through anything going through anything i love you i'd love to give my childhood self a hug um and that no matter what you're going through keep going and fuck school because none of that shit matters yeah school will be over soon enough
All right. Well, thank you for being on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't very (laughs) Thanks for having me. What the heck is all right. Well, (laughs) I know if you need help editing that together. Yeah, honestly, I do, but (laughs) okay. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.